Whoa. That's actually okay. Craig actually has Whoa, a very deep Craig. voice. <laughs> abortion. Great voice. Okay, guys. I don't, I, I don't know. Like, opening it with just abortion. Craig, Craig, it's a, so, so this is what's happening for people that are listening. We went to Wikipedia and we there's a page called List of Controversial Issues. If we go down by alphabetical order and political and economic, number one is 2003 invasion of Iraq. Number two is abortion. We're going with abortion because some people here weren't even speaking when Iraq was invaded in 2003. So, true. In that in that sense, everyone, what's your opening thoughts on abortion? Wait, do we have an intro or something, or is this? I can edit that in. Or is this okay? (laughs) how do you even start everyone okay, I guess... has to share if they are pro-life or pro-choice oh that's yeah easy. okay okay how about we do it do you see the name that you see in discord the order caleb starts first and then me we all go with that order and Alphabetical we reveal order? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right you have to decide right now okay obviously caleb, you... i am pro-life no i'm kidding um i'm pro-choice most of the time. Okay. <laughs> okay. Caitlin joined. Um, I'm pro life. Yeah, I'm pro life, guys. That's what I am. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna say I'm pro choice. I'm not gonna say anything more than that. I, I don't. I don't wanna. I don't wanna open the the Pandora box yet. Okay. Next. We're, we're gonna have to open it, but yeah, I'm also pro choice. I've always been. Um. All right, Faith. I'm gonna be. Very honest to say that I've thought about this like a lot, but I've never chosen a side because I'm just like that. Like every single controversial topic, I like, I don't know, it's in my blood where I like just kind of sit in between and just stare at the people like fighting for pro choice or for pro life. And I like try to like find where I stand, but I've never set put on like not firmly on a specific place that's fair that's what i'm gonna say that's just a cop-out answer (laughs) that's almost as problematic as choosing a side call her out call her out i know the lawyer's dodge if i said i was one or the other i'd be lying so okay okay jeffrey what about you i am probably more pro-choice I'm leaning more towards pro-choice. So yeah, pro-choice. Caitlin? Uh, uh, yeah, I'd say like I'm like 60 or 70% pro-choice. Phil? Pro-choice for sure. Yep. Pro-choice. Hundo P. P, okay. <laughs> <laughs> See, we need, we need the other Caleb. Yes. We, oh, yeah. <laughs> I've already argued with the other Caleb about this. Oh, wow. oh yeah. No, we need him in here. I, I, I was, I was scared of this. This is already an echo chamber. Where's Caleb? No, no. It's fine to be an echo chamber. I'll, I'll play devil's advocate. But Veronica, it's your turn, and she has. Oh, one. is it? I, I think I'm more towards faith. You know, like. Cop out. Personally, I would, I would personally do pro, pro-life for myself, but as for all women, I think. Pro-choice pro is the right thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. the I, gen- I think there's nothing wrong with a, per- a woman personally being pro-life for herself. 
Yeah, exactly. That's, that's, a, that's why, an admirable thing. That's to also do. a choice. That's also a choice. So I think the biggest problem is any guy saying they are pro-life and forcing that on <laughs> everyone else. <laughs> well, thank God none of us so far said pro uh-huh. pro a pro-life. Okay, John, go. <laughs> yes, I'm also pro. I'm also pro-choice, but I'm willing to play the devil's advocate and go with anti-choice. Anti-choice. Yes. I can also, also be devil's advocate if I have to, but like, as a guy, I don't think I should. And if they okay, you have no say. It's kind uh, of interesting how only the guys were like, I'm going to be devil's advocate and be pro-life. They love <laughs> I didn't say that, though. I Where said is I'm my brother choice. right now? Where is Caleb? We need, we need him, okay? I can't imagine him on Discord. Isn't he at yeah, his friend's house? No, he's downstairs playing his guitar. Should I just barge in? Hey, no. that's why you are pro. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know how you're gonna approach that topic to your brother. It's like, hey, hey, bro, you want to talk about abortion? <laughs> just say we're doing a podcast and you should join, and then you I, know, I, dump it. <laughs> I, I feel like within our group, it's very easy to find people that are pro-choice. It's harder to find people that are pro-life, especially in this neighborhood. Where really? Be right back. Yeah. I feel like it is. Um, the type of crowd that we are. We're young people in the city. So Caleb is younger. Yeah, he's younger. That's I don't, true. I don't, I don't know where, where he gets his... Um... If you want to join our um, podcast, <laughs> you can join our podcast. Talking about abortion. We're talking about abortion. Are you pro-life or pro-choice? <laughs> Stop playing! Caleb versus Caleb. He's pro-life. Yeah, of I course already, he's pro-life. We already knew we that. Know. We all anyway. knew that. Do you want a quick word to say why you're pro-life? Or, um, <laughs> okay, so say it into the mic. The guitar sound. Turn it off. Oh, this is really this happening. Is, like, I hear what they're saying. Okay, that's okay. <laughs> Who's on this call? Wait, put this in your ear. It's uh, it's like Chan and uh, Jeff and Caitlin and Priscilla and the rest. Okay. Actually, only mentioned the important people. <laughs> and just okay, say so, so so like just a few. Go ahead, Caleb. Me. Tell us why you're pro life. You have what? a stage is yours. <laughs> oh my yeah. god. We love controversy, and we are the source of it. Feed it to us. We love hot takes. Okay, well, I'm pro-life because I don't think anyone should have the right to take another person's, um, take away another person's life just for whether it's convenient to them. Yeah, that's basically my stance. So you think that when it's formed, then it's life. That's what it is. Well, life, life begins begin? at conception. When does life like, begin? Life he begins says, at okay, conception. Okay, okay, okay. Any biologist will tell you that. Scientifically, okay, that I'm is true. Now, okay, that's his point. I'm leaving. Hey, hey, wait, what? That's, no. that's so wait, wait, smart. Wait, okay, never mind. He's, wait, why do you hear what they're saying? No, but, what? Okay. Um, do we want to argue this now from this point? Okay, and to not cause chaos, can everybody look into the Discord chat? If you want to, if you want to say something. Like type in the word me or something so that we don't have everybody talking over each other when we start this debate. Okay. Okay. I would like order and discipline. Order in the court. Him. Yes, exactly. So I will start. Objection. Actually, no, John starts. Actually, no, John starts because John had a good oh, point. Okay. That's scientifically true. But okay. go for it, John. So I actually have four points in list that proves uh, abortion is murder. 
Scientifically, <laughs> scientifically, human life starts at conception. You could Wikipedia search that. Human life is infinitely uh, valuable, aka murder is a sin. Point two, zygote is human life. Point three, point four, aborting zygote is murder. Actually, that's conclusion. Yeah. Okay. Boom, you can't. So you you're can't playing devil's advocate. That. Okay. Anybody else want to argue? Everybody went quiet. Wow. <laughs> Did I just win? <laughs> yeah, it's not. <laughs> uh, I don't want to fan the flames here. That's oh, all I do. Oh, 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 John, come back to our side. You don't need to play devil's advocate, clearly. Okay. Fandom. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Say it. Don't be shy. Who? I mean, if we, if we consider... Uh, I mean, scientifically, a single cell is considered a life. If we slap our skin, is that considered murder then? Because a cell We're talking dies. about human life. It's also a human cell. Technically, it's... I want to ask something. Are, do you, are you against uh, abortion if it is life-threatening to the mother? Oh, of course not. What if it's not life-threatening and it's just life damaging like it's traumatic uh, i think killing a baby is life damaging if if the if the pregnancy is threatened to the mother's life and abortion is okay that means we're playing god here because you're deciding that one life is valued more than the other correct yeah but we're not killing the mother but by by saving someone, your risk like if we're going by your logic that life starts at conception, then wouldn't that mean that you value the mother's life in more than a fetus's life? Or is, is that is that is that not what you're getting at? If the life threatens the mother, then she's allowed to have abortion, right? Yeah. So Chan saying that are you playing God and saying that? The mother's life is more important than the fetus's life. Well, like, um, in terms of that, if you clearly see, like, a woman, like, in front of you who's pregnant, you're not, you, I don't think it's, like, fair to tell them that, like, oh, if you're gonna die because of this, then I'd rather have the baby than you, or whatever. Like, that just doesn't make much sense to me. Okay. I mean, I have something to add to that, but I don't want to be the only one talking, so can somebody say anything? Kind of lost. I think the problem... There are certainly a lot more situations than um, health though, where an abortion is understandable. For example, if a family is very struggling and they had an unwanted conception... And they have no means of providing for the child and themselves. Like, would it, wouldn't it be understandable if they decided to go ahead and say, we can't afford this? No. Why? Even if it, if it condemns both the child and the parents to un- livable conditions of poverty 
I feel like you like adoption is always an option. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I would want that for my child. So you kill so, it. Yeah. Well, at that I'm, point, really? yeah, at that point, at that point if I'm in in a in a in a life that I would I mean, I'm in the <laughs> Okay. Hold on, hold on. I think what one thing that's being like just glossed over though is the fact that you say adoption is an option, but then the mm-hmm. the woman who has to bear the child has to go through nine months of pregnancy, which is not a simple thing. Ask any mother; nine months of pregnancy is is hell mm-hmm. for a lot of people. So and the childbirth um, process itself. Yeah, and to so actually... I don't think it's fair to anybody to say, and that's hey, just building an extra emotional connection with the child. Yes, that they're eventually forced to give up anyway. That's just sad. Yeah, and then there's also the in the states the healthcare is not free, so they probably spend like thousands of dollars to give birth to a child. More than thousands. Well, Ron- Ronica came the out with numbers. Ronica came out for a million dollars. My God! <laughs> oh my gosh! Expensive child. Well, it's probably because I was, I was yeah. She was premature, but she came out as million dollars. <laughs> Damn, so if we sell her on right now, she's worth a million inflation. dollars. She's like worth million like $50 million. Dollars. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's awesome. Um, so then I think that the question does, does come down to when does life start? And Kayla presented the fact that it starts at conception. To everybody that said pro choice, and I'm going to start picking names now because I haven't heard their voices. Jeffrey, when do you think life starts then? Uh, hmm. It's tough because I'm studying sciences, so mm-hmm. you would assume <laughs> that I would be on their side. But I feel like I've heard somewhere that there there's a certain trimester that they start functioning more, like they they have a consciousness and. Mm-hmm. I guess they can perceive things, and I guess that's when I would say is when they are considered more a life. So at a certain point during the pregnancy, when yes. they have consciousness, and yeah, okay, that makes sense. Oh, so uh, like what when about... they can see and touch? Um, I forgot where I heard this, but there's like there's a talk about it, and. They they can perceive things, yeah. So senses and um, mm-hmm. I think that's that's yeah. a very popular stance where the first uh, sign of brain activity happens is when it's when a lot of people consider it to be life. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because before then, it's a lot of people seem to consider it as same as another part of like an organ or something, like because it doesn't have brain activity, it's just like an organ, is what some people consider. Mm-hmm. What about uh, Priscilla? What do you, when do you think left so? Um, I don't have an answer for that, but I just don't think that's what I focus on when I have the, this discussion. I think that's- I think he Pro-life people have to understand that the reason behind why women get abortions is not as simple as convenience, because obviously it's very painful, and no one is having, like, conceiving babies or creating babies just so they can, because they know they can abort it. Like, you have to understand why people do it. 
it's a very hard choice and yeah that's very true it's really hard to put into the context when we only see the numbers or the data of abortion i guess i think I another think problem is that in, if you if abortion is illegal for example or we're talking about in the sense we're not talking about in the moral sense here are we or are we talking about in the, the law sense. sense right yeah if, if abortion is illegal um problems occur because people get abortions anyway from mm -hmm. non-licensed and very dangerous places abortion in korea i believe is illegal so women who need to get abortions go through very uh, shady areas to do it which can cause permanent damage to their bodies so if people do abortion anyway legally it should be allowed by law to be allowed so people can get it in a regulated safe environment instead of some back alley from this uh shady doctor mm -hmm. yeah that's like a big part of why i'm pro-choice too is because it's yeah like i can never really i have i've never been in any situation where i've gone pregnant you know so, like and want an abortion so i can't really understand why someone would want an abortion but i know that people do and i know that people are like desperate for it so like uh having it legalized would just make it a lot safer mm -hmm. for everybody it's good that you brought up whether this is legal or moral because i personally i don't really care if you are either it's just whether you try to force that on other people by not making it a choice not letting it be a choice for other people so it's more just about making it safe and legal. It's the same argument people use for um, marijuana substance decriminalization. So that it's safer and more regulated than it is right now. Yeah, I mean, that's why they have like those safe injection sites for mm -hmm. people. Yeah. Does Caleb have anything to add to this conversation? Anything's welcome, by the way. Um, uh, can I like go back a little bit to like uh, a lot happened there, but like uh, I heard, like I think Jeffrey um, said that like uh, it's considered a life if it can feel things or if it's conscious or whatnot, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it's important to like kind of define what you perceive as life when talking about this for obvious reasons but like um i kind of thought about it and like uh let's just say i don't know what's a good example of this? like i let's just say i got hit by a truck today and like i'm no longer conscious i'm like brain dead and in nine months let's just say I think that someone has said this before, but I don't remember. But like, um, in nine months, I'm gonna be out of coma. But within those nine months, can someone pull the plug on me sim simply because I'm not alive by their standards? Hmm. Well, the problem with that scenario is that retrospectively, you can say in nine months you came back from the coma. Mm -hmm. But if one person is in a coma, it's impossible to know if that person is going to be back or not. 
Yeah, but it's possible to know that baby's gonna be there in nine months. That's the only reason why I set the number. So I think this is where the difference in the definition of of what we understand as life comes in, I guess. Um, one of the things that's, I guess, evidently different from those two scenarios that I can think of is that the, the fetus that Jeffrey mentioned in a certain trimester, I think it's probably sec somewhere in the second trimester, is that this is still not, like it's a life for sure, it's a human life, but the human life that weighs on a six-month-old fetus versus a third, let's just say a 30-year-old man got into a coma. And a 30-year-old man who's in a coma are very different in terms of the relationships that are tangled, in terms of the weight that they bring to the like the world and, and the their society. I'm not trying to say that one life is more than the other. I'm just saying that one's more connected to other people, hence one's more sensitive in keeping alive. So, for example, let's go back to the fetus. In the hypothetical scenario, the fetus is connected to the mother, tech, maybe the father, and whoever knows about the pregnancy. Versus another man or 30-year-old person that's in a coma, is he is connected to everybody in his whole life. That sort of weight difference causes, I think, subconsciously why we don't equate one with the other. It's because one's weighed a little more, a little more heavily simply because it's been around longer. And I feel like that's why it's take, hard to take that analogy and put it right here in, into the sense of abortion just because they're slightly different. And that slight difference is very big sometimes. I yeah, think another, sure. another problem is that um, pregnancy is a two-person game. But usually the brunt of the responsibility is only on the woman. For example, if a woman had a one-night stand and by chance got pregnant... She doesn't even know who the father is. In that scenario, an unwanted pregnancy that she, only she has to bear responsibility for, while the man can be uh, scot-free. I think a scenario like that is too common these days. Mm -hmm. And it, it makes it a little too, like, too riskful for, I guess, the lady. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of wanted to go back on what Chan said first. Okay. Uh, so you were talking about how, like, um, the relationships and, like, the connections it has with other people kind of plays in, and it's a small thing that makes a big difference, right? Did I get that right? I'm not sure. Yeah. Okay, uh, well, I think we can all agree that, like, a newborn baby, um... Like, we have no right to kill it. But if it's a newborn baby, I'm sure the amount of human connection or friends it has made is close to none. So. So, what's the slight difference between the newborn baby and the fetus? Mm hmm. One's in the womb and one's not. That's basically the only difference. Depending on what stage, of course. We haven't heard from Veronica in a bit. Do you have anything to add? Well, well, I do think a lot about abortion when it comes to the trimesters, just like which, which part is life and to which part is it a fetus. So like, it's, it's sort of blurry. And 
what's the difference between a baby inside a womb and baby outside a womb? Like just what Caleb said. So I think for me, because I was born in the third trimester, I was born early. I honestly do feel like treating a fetus like a baby is a right thing to do. But of course, nobody has. But I think it's more of like a privilege because some people have the privilege to actually raise a child and actually maybe even plan it, even if they don't have had, even if they didn't have a plan. If that's, I don't know, because like <laughs> this is hard. I'm a woman, but I have never figured it out. And to even talk about it, it's overwhelming. I think it's also important to decide what we're arguing for. Is it just the legal part or just the moral part? Are you doing both? If so, why? Cause did he just go silent for everyone? I, I what? Huh? No, 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 no. I think I think we should just argue the legal part because morally, it's ambiguous and there's no way we can know. True. We have no way of knowing whether or not a fetus has consciousness and like like a human right to life but like we have no way of knowing that so morally it's dubious but like legally it should be something that we can argue legally it's something we can argue because the baby is given personhood at birth and the 30-year-old man in a coma is determined to be a person. A baby who is just about to be born is not yet. The when life, when does life begin question only becomes relevant in the legal sense is when, which, at which point is the woman not allowed to have the child aborted? Well, at what stage? Is that a question for me? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure which stage. It's. I think there was a. There was a. I think technically, under very specific circumstances, you can get abortions at almost all stages of the trimesters. But mm. it becomes harder and harder, and as the trimesters go on, in in, in Canada at least. Later. As it later the trimester goes on, yeah, it's majority <laughs> of majority of the abortions are performed during the first twelve weeks of pregnancy. Yes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the only specific and extreme circumstances in third trimester happen when it's a very hazardous situation for the mother or the life, child's life anyway. For example, if the child is going to be basically dead on arrival anyway. Sometimes it's aborted. Mm-hmm. So, um, I want to hear from people that have been silent recently, like Phil and Faith, I guess. Okay. Do you guys have anything to add to the topic here? Um, uh, yeah. like okay, okay like Caleb's my- gone, so I'm going to go back upstairs and then I'll talk after. I okay. Back up. Like, for myself, I'm not really educated in this topic, but um, I did my, I got to do my fall project for school. I did with my friend, who, and then she chose abortion as the topic. And um, 
like I found it. I mean, I don't really have anything to offer to the discussion right now, but like I found it really interesting how in Canada, um, abortion is actually not. It's not illegal, but it's I'm like there's like really there's like interesting circumstances how like in some provinces you can't get abortion and you need to go to different provinces and whatnot. And I thought that was kind of interesting. Hmm. Okay, I'm upstairs. Hello. Hello. Yes, Faye. Okay. Um. Uh, going back to like what someone said about legal, like it being legal and what what's moral, obviously. Uh, I think it was Caleb who said that it was like ambiguous and everything. Um, for me, personally. When I think of, uh, I'm just gonna mention like uh, when I think about the moral part and like what it means to me, like what Veronica said at the very beginning. I would be pro-life for myself, like only just because like um, of my moral compass for myself. But I am no, I'm like not really in a position to judge others for like what they do. So in a way, I I like. I do believe that um, women like should have a choice to do what they want because I'm in no position to tell them what they should or shouldn't do because I'm not them. And um, because I would be like probably emotionally attached or like something. And I would probably like just keep it if it ever did happen. But then in the way of a legal sense, I do think that it should be legalized because of the way that it affects other women and I don't get to judge what they choose. I think that's a solid stance. That's a great stance. I think you, but I think the the place you stand is still pro-choice because even though you're pro-choice doesn't mean you're not pro-life as in you are anti-life like obviously if you're pro-choice you're not like i'm gonna go murder any baby or whatever like i'm totally fine with it i think no one wants to go through with it but yeah like you said there should still be the choice too yeah it's just like i guess i was like kind of conflicted because of like where i stood like i was like imagining like what if i was like pregnant or something like what would i do but then, like, yeah. I think it's very different to imagine a lot of, like, people in this room going through abortion. But it, it just because we don't have to go through that doesn't mean nobody else has to, which is, I think, the most important point about what pro-choice people are about. It's like, let's give people the freedom to choose because there are sometimes untold circumstances where abortion might be the only answer for these people. So, yeah, I do completely agree with that, Faith. You just put it so elegantly. Case closed. (laughs) And I think kind of like one more thing I would say is that like a lot of, uh, I guess, religions, including Christianity at this point, like like some people, at least within those religions, would say that like it's a sin, obviously, or like something. It's like something you shouldn't do or whatever but i don't want to like uh put a, like 
like lessen the weight on like sin and everything, but like a lot of the things we do that we think are right or like think are wrong could be like sins in God's eyes. And I just think that if I just think that since like there isn't really a clear stance on like everything there isn't like a written word of the truth and everything i think that giving a choice to people we just have to kind of like accept that sometimes you like you're not we're not always we're not gonna obviously live in a perfect world as like we're giving people the choice to live whatever they choose because it is their life even if you think it's wrong or you think it's right Yes. Mhm. Can what does the Bible say about abortion? I'm glad you asked because that's <laughs> controversial. <laughs> it's because in Exodus chapter 21, I think. Do you guys know this? Nope. Know about this? Okay. Well, Exodus, there is a scripture about miscarriages. And fetus are, and this is this is a verse about compensation. If a man hits a woman and she miscarries, he must compensate with their X amount of dollars based on the judge's wishes because of, that's a loss of property. And that's how a fetus is defined in the Old Testament. It's property. Uh, and if you lose it, you need to be compensated. Testament. However, and then, and then it goes on to the next chapter. If there is a life lost, then they shall be executed. So what Wait this, a second. <laughs> so what this shows is that in Exodus, or at least Moses thought, a fetus is property, but and he's and in the altercation, if a fetus is lost, it's compensation. But if, if a life is lost, as in the wife, the woman dies or the man dies, they must be executed. So it's a it's it, there's a clear distinction between the two things. So that's really a hot topic for theologians and pastors around the world right now. Does what about okay? John, go first. Oh, thanks. Does it mention anything about death of babies? Do they count as life in Exodus as well? No, I don't know about Exodus, but I know somewhere, in, I think it was in Numbers or Leviticus, there is a tradition among old Jews, where old, the old Jewish culture, where they wouldn't name their baby until after one year. And that's when they would consider a person in, included in the census. So what they, and the reason for that was that because there were so many babies that died early on, right? Like, it was a miracle for a lot of kids to make it past the age of one for some time, for a certain period of human history. So that's why I think in the Old Testament, when they did censuses, they didn't include anyone under the age of one. So based on that logic, at the time, they didn't consider anyone at, below the age of one to be a part of the quote-unquote census or life, a human populace, which in turn could also mean that they didn't feel i mean i'm not saying they didn't feel any loss but it, it could be i mean they're churning out babies like every year at, at this time of human history right people are having like 12 to 15 kids and probably like half of them make it to adulthood so in that sort of environment how much attachment do people give to babies that are less than a year old i don't know i'm just speculating here but we live in a different time right now but this is what it was in the old testament in the New Testament, I don't know if there are any references to abortion. I'm pretty sure. Je I'm pretty sure Jesus never mentioned abortion. Uh, Not yeah. 
That's what I was going to ask. I was like, what does Jesus think? Jesus didn't mention abortion. I don't think Paul mentioned abortion either. So it's never mentioned after the Old Testament. It's never mentioned after the Old Testament. That's interesting. Considering the Romans, they aborted. I mean, a lot lot of the ancient civilizations aborted through less than uh, safe methods, but it is interesting yeah. that it's not mentioned at all in the New Testament. It, it is quite a weird contrast, I think, to a lot of the other things that are mentioned in the New Testament, right? It has mentions about tax laws, about how to resolve disputes, about Divorce how to... Laws. Divorces. Like, there's all these things that he does that are mentioned in the Gospels, but then that are completely glossed over that were common at the time, but like he just left for... Like abortion, like homosexuality, and abortion. So it's like it's one. It's one of those things that the Old Testament has a stance on, which technically Jesus said he's not coming here to give us new laws. He, I mean, he is here to new laws, but it doesn't mean the old laws are gone. That's what he said when he came. So, like, what happens here, right? Is is the question, and we don't know. I, at least I don't know. Mm. So. What are we supposed to think, Ben? <laughs> no call, no, no clear answers are given. Just like a quick question slash comment, just like relating to actually Tim's sermon today. You know how you said, um, if the fetus is dead, then the person who killed it has to die. No, if the, fetus, uh, if the fetus is dead, the person who killed it has to pay compensation. It's a fine. Oh, so so it's not like. They have to die to compensate for it. No, it, it's no. a fine. But if the woman if dies, it's a, it's an execution, basically. Uh, woman or the father, I guess the parent, uh, another person dies is a, it's an execution. So she, I can read the verse, but it's it's pretty long winded. I'll try to. If people are fighting and hit a pregnant woman and she gives birth prematurely, or the fetus you know dies, there's no but there's no serious injury to the woman. The offender must be fined whatever the woman's husband demands or the court allows. But if there is a serious injury, you are to take of life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot. Burn yeah, that's for what burn. I was gonna say. I was like, it, that that's part of it, right? Like, I was like, is it part of like the eye for eye, tooth for tooth, whatever thing? That was yeah, definitely is. So, so in that case, they can like the the life is of the fetus is is just it's just a fine. Yeah. Rather, rather, if it's a serious injury to the mother, it's it, it, kill him, stone yeah. to death. The times are different. So, <laughs> I mean, a lot of stuff in the old hey, Testament. Women like, weird. Get, get killed. I mean, it's, it's it is it is a different circumstance that the Bible Exodus is mentioning because it's a non-consensual abortion. The woman was not ex- expecting to give birth prematurely, but she did. Yeah. It wasn't the choice that she actively made. So it's, it's different circumstances, but it is telling that the Bible Exodus distinguishes that the fetus is a justifying compensation while oh, the, the mother being hurt would be an eye for an eye. Yeah. There, I think a lot of Christians, there is a um, 
Bible scripture verse where, you know, God had you in mind even before you were conceived in your mother's womb, right? I, I don't know where, it's, it's mentioned a lot of places. And I think that's yeah. where a lot of Christians hang on to the whole thing. Oh, we are life as soon as we are conceived or even before we are conceived because everything is in God's plan. Um, I don't plan to dispute that ever. I think that's probably true. All these life that happens is probably part of God's plan. But so are the abortions. <laughs> <laughs> but in the Bible, isn't it that life begins when they draw their first breath? The breath yeah. of life. The breath of life. Yeah, so just don't kill the baby after it's taken its first breath. Mm. Mm. This would be... Are you, are you implying that... Uh, an eight-month-year-old baby can be aborted. Should be aborted. So I should have died then. <laughs> no. I mean, well, no, it's more so sure. arguing why the difference. What's the uh, Kayla's point of what's the difference between a baby that's just born and a baby that's within, you know, the first whatever months, three months that it's being aborted. Personally, I think that. They should just follow that period because it's the safest. But obviously, there are situations where it's very dangerous, and then they're left no choice. But Veronica, you turned out fine. So it's it's one of those things about like not every situation is the same. So Veronica turned out fine because we were, I guess, more privileged than most people. But then again, mm -hmm. if 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 anybody else was born three months premature in any other different country, two months, two months. Too much premature, like in out of the middle of Africa or middle of India, it's really dangerous for the mother. You'd rather, and there isn't any incubation service services that could be provided for them. It's much better for them to like get aborted. it aborted. Then, yeah. it's also it's also the same in the U.S. Though, like if our we 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 could have our family could have had Veronica because my dad had a good job, and the yeah. insurance covered it. But like in the case. Of the mm -hmm. U.S., where someone who doesn't have a good job that covers it by insurance, they will be financially bankrupt for having the child. And it's it's really hard because it sounds like I think to pro-life people, what we sound like is, oh, we value our money and our good lifestyle versus the new life that you know God gifted us. And this is why pro-life people are so obsessed with turning the conversation about what is life and why do we kill it. And I think that's a trap that isn't really true for what pro-choice people are saying. It's like, no one's saying, I don't, I don't know if anyone's disagreeing that it's life, because it is life that's been scientifically proven. The issue is, is that not every situation is a 13-year-old, 17-year-old teenager that made a mistake. Some, sometimes it's much more complicated than that, which is why people need to be given the freedom of choice. Mm. Yes, so, yeah. Even under the scenario of a 17-year-old making a mistake and is pregnant, should a 17-year-old who's basically still a child be made into a mother who's not ready for it? I mean, yeah, I guess. That's, that's a whole other question that I'm not really ready to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I think it all really depends on the person, their situation. So the whole the answer to this question is it depends. Yes. <laughs> there you go. A solid maybe. Nice. Yay. Mm -hmm. So, 
Obviously, I think, that, I think most of us agree that it would be wrong to abort a baby just because it's inconvenient. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but like, like not a, like just like Chan said, it's not like every situation is where it's because of inconvenience. Right. So I think that concludes our first episode on what we as been. Uh, well, first pilot, I guess, as a bunch of nobodies in Vancouver youth who think about hot, top, hot, spicy topics like this. First pilot. Mm. <laughs> a teaser, if you will. <laughs> Why did we what? start with abortion? We should have started with something much milder. Yeah. Transsexuality. Oh, well, boy. <laughs> oh, or we could start with homosexuality and then transsexual. Why are transsexuals gay? What are Why you? Who <laughs> <laughs> says I'm gay? You are um, gay. So we could. Oh. Next on the list is technically affirmative action if we go by alphabetical order, but I don't think many people have opinions about opinions affirmative action. Affirmative action? Uh, Yay! You? Yes, I understand that topic. Mm-hmm. I, I have did. many opinions on affirmative action. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I affirmative. Do people con? The question of if people consider affirmative action discrimination. That's a valid question to ask, isn't it? But we're a bunch of minors. We well, have an, uh, an visible hour minorities. Of- yeah. <laughs> we're true. a bunch of visible minorities talking about affirmative action. So we're like, yeah. <laughs> are you guys racist? <laughs> I guess some of us are. Is racism oh, always yeah. bad? Oh, oh, oh that's a hot topic. <laughs> <laughs> we could talk about racism because racism in the Bible is spicy. Oh, yeah. Racism in Asia is spicy. Is this like a, like a, this is a prologue? No, this isn't this is a prologue, epilogue of our uh, podcast. Yeah. Extra yeah. snippet. And next week on Chinatown, the CPC group and whatever whatever the other church is. Alright, I'm gonna you, end you the should, recording. You should you, right. no no, you should clip that of Caitlin's